we have a brand new high character arena review coming at you guys this time about toscano family ice forum the brand new home of yukon hockey we went to a game here find out everything we thought about the place let's go Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 72 of High Character. It's been a little bit, but we finally have another arena review coming out for you guys. Um, we went to Toscano Family Ice Forum, the brand new arena for UConn hockey on campus and stores. We had a good time. Um, we got some interesting things to talk about in this arena review. Evan, how's it going, man? Yeah, it's been almost two months to the day since we did our last uh, arena review, or I guess I should say the the you know like the visiting date of the last arena that was reviewed but uh yeah i mean it's been a little bit and uh this is definitely a, a decent arena you know what i mean it's brand new we're gonna get into our specific rating system that we always tend to do so i'm ready to get into it but yeah it's gonna be a pretty cool episode i think yeah and i normally start this segment off with a little bit of history about the arena but obviously uh not much history to go off for this one Evan and I went to the second ever game, uh, men's hockey game at this arena. So um, very new. Uh, I guess I'll just read a couple facts off of it. You guys probably heard in the news on Twitter and stuff, the, the controversy with this arena. Um, UConn have been wanting an on-campus arena for hockey for a long time. They play all of their games before this at the Excel Center in Hartford, Connecticut, which is um, a good 40-minute drive away from campus. So they wanted something on campus. Um, and when they announced the plans for this one, there was kind of an uproar amongst UConn fans and Hockey East fans alike. They built the place with only a 2,600-seat capacity. So that's well below Hockey East's minimum standards for new arenas, but somehow UConn got a waiver for it. Um, definitely very small, very intimate. Um, and it was built, obviously, finished in 2023. And the construction cost was $70 million, which seems very high for an arena that only fits uh, 2,600 people. But uh, a lot of money went into practice facilities and other things like that. So um, we struggled mightily to get tickets. They didn't sell tickets to the public uh, for the games in the remainder of this 2022-2023 season. Um, it's only season ticket holders and students. So um, we were lucky enough to get a hookup with tickets, uh, which we were really grateful for. But tickets on the secondary market were selling for $130 before fees. So um, kind of nuts. And you have to think uh, UConn administration is going to kind of think this is a mistake um, going forward here if the men's team continues to play all their games here. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to unpack from what you just talked about. I mean, hearing you say that the place was built in 2023 and we saw a game inside of it and it's only been 2023 for 25 days now is just insane to think about. But um, yeah, I feel like there's definitely pros and cons for the whole, you know, arena situation as a whole. Like obviously the small capacity is for lack of a better term problematic. <laughs> like there's definitely been a lot of, uh, a lot of issues being talked about on social media in regards to that. But I mean, yeah, overall I, still think you know overall it's a very very solid facility you know what I mean like I feel like a fair chunk of the what did you say it was like a 70 million plus you know price tag basically yeah. it, it kind of works into the facilities and everything else that's you know a part of the whole kind of 
overall institution that they're building there. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it's still crazy just to think that the capacity is so little and, you know, they're shelling out that sorts of money for it. But yeah, I feel like we can kind of start to talk about like, you know, the, the, the pros, I guess, of that sort of, you know, intimate atmosphere that, you know, we're kind of describing. Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, um, expensive, but you do see it in the building. Um, very nice facility. And I guess this doesn't totally fit in any other category, but uh, we could touch upon it now. The athletic complex that UConn has mm-hmm. is that whole area with the, the football facility, soccer field, softball field, um, basketball arena, like that whole area of campus is extremely nice and uh, definitely cool to check it out at UConn for the first time. Yeah, like I remember just kind of walking through like the, the weather itself on the day was kind of crappy. It was just kind of like a gray, dreary day, but just like seeing all the colors, like all the navy blue and all that stuff and just having basically every single sports facility just kind of all tightly packed into that one area. Like you knew that was like the sports area of campus. Like if I was going to UConn or whatever, like I would live in that area, like because I'm just huge in athletics in general for college stuff. So I think that's just really cool to kind of have it all tightly packed into one area and I guess we'll talk about it later on, but we had a lot of time to marvel at that whole area because we had to walk through it for quite a bit to get to the actual arena from our cars. So uh, yeah, we definitely have a lot of time to soak in that really, really cool atmosphere, but yeah, it was really super cool to see. Yeah. We'll get to that. What you just mentioned in a little bit, but um, first category that we like to do is atmosphere slash fans. This will be out of 10 points. And like you mentioned, when you have such a small capacity, it creates a really intimate environment. Um, just season ticket holders and students basically, um, were there and it was pretty full, um, little less full than I would have expected with how, uh, how much hype there is around the new arena and it being just the second men's hockey game ever there. Um, there were quite a few empty seats. I'm I'm wondering if that was people, um, like trying to sell their ticket for big money on StubHub and not getting sold or something like that. But, um, like at Excel center, we really like the atmosphere that's created by, um you UConn athletics they do it good with the the lights and the music and everything like that and the fans definitely brought it yeah no I feel like the atmosphere just like I mean obviously like you said you know capacity is really small and they filled it up relatively well I'd say you know like you kind of mentioned there was a couple of empty seats you know but it wasn't anything like crazy to kind of marvel at thinking like oh where's all their fans like they filled it up pretty decently and yeah like you said I mean just the overall presentation was top notch you know very similar to XL um I kind of like how they, you know, just a lot of the stuff they put up on the Jumbotron and a lot of the noises that they put in, you know, through the, through the speakers and stuff, really, really cool stuff. Um, I just, yeah, I really enjoyed it just as I did with Excel Center. So, I mean, a lot of the stuff that they do is really, really cool. And it's kind of, I would say one of the better hockey setups, you know, for the, in that regard and their fans, you know, overall kind of, I'd say they brought it, you know what I mean? Like the student section was decent. You know, I feel like it was, fairly small I feel I kind of like their band their band was really nice Mm -hmm. nowhere near the power and class of New England with uh, of course you know the UMass band of course but definitely a a decent runner-up I would say you know they're definitely in the conversation for being second best in the uh in the you know in hockey east but um yeah I definitely thought their student section was decent obviously they had a reason to be pretty loud towards the end of the game because as as you could tell from our last episode we ended up getting beat at that in that game unfortunately Mm -hmm. but um yeah, they had a lot of reasons to to be loud, and they they definitely got loud when uh when the uh, uh the occasion you know kind of came about to do so. Yeah, and speaking of the band, the uh, the brass bonanza, their goal song that the old Hartford Whalers used to use probably 
the best in all of college hockey. That one's awesome. I, I do get pretty jealous of that goal song. It's an elite song, I gotta say. I mean, it would really, it really be cool. I mean, you guys know my opinion on this. I'm a big fan of the old UMass goal song that we used to have. You know, that'd be cool to bring back as well. But Brass Bonanza's up there. You know what I mean? Like that is an elite goal song, whether it be played in the NHL or you know, in a in college hockey too. It's just a really, really cool hockey song. For sure. And uh, based on everything we said, um, Evan mentioned this arena definitely towards the upper end of Hockey East in terms of this category, atmosphere slash fans. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10 and Evan gave it an 8 out of 10. So um, definitely shines in that department. 100%. All right. So the next category that we want to discuss is neighborhood slash access out of 10. And this is where this arena review starts to get a little tricky. Um, We had really high marks for XL Center for Neighborhood and Access, it being in Hartford, um, very accessible right on the highway. Uh, I don't remember exactly how much parking was. I, I don't think it was very expensive if there was a charge. Um, this Toscano Family Ice Forum, much harder to get to. Um, stores, it's kind of, a, kind of an Amherst equivalent of for Connecticut. Um, pretty tricky to get there. It's like 40 minutes from Hartford. And once you do get there and navigate the campus to the, to the athletic complex area, you have to park in a parking garage and it's about $18 to park for the duration of the game. So um, that's easily the most that we've seen a, a school charge for parking in hockey East or any other um, like college that we've gone to. So um, that definitely hurts. And like Evan hinted at earlier, the walk from the parking garage to the arena is definitely the longest walk you will have to take um, when attending a college hockey game. So um, both of those considered not a great category for this arena yeah I mean usually if this was me last year I'd be complaining about the walk but ever since it started to get my steps in you know like I started working out a little bit more I have no issue with it now but before I would have literally died trying to get to this arena it would have been super tough it's it's annoying to say the least I mean it's not the biggest deal in the grand scheme of things but like there's a couple hills you know like it's kind of tough you know I think there's a couple stairs you got to go up you know if you want to take a certain way up there it's just, it's a tough look. You know what I mean? Like you, you spend all this time and money to build this, you know, supposedly, you know, brand new, modern, cool facility. And you don't really have all the facilities adjacent to it to make it very smooth. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm kind of just expecting perfection because of the massive price tag that's associated with this. But I mean, I were definitely far away from like the perfection that I was kind of expecting. You know, I feel like there were definitely things that could have been done better I feel like trying to navigate their way through campus was a little bit difficult just to get to the, to the parking garage. Like me and you, I don't know, because it was our first time there, but we had to turn around, I think at one point, because we were expecting to be able to park near the, uh, near, near the arena. And we had to turn around and they were like, yeah, you have to go to the parking garage. That's halfway across campus at this point. We're like, Oh, great. All right. Awesome. So I don't know. It was just kind of a tough look. I mean, plus for me trying to get out of there, they, they literally blocked off like three quarters of all the streets. And I'm like, you have this big campus and you're trying to funnel us all into this random exit. that's like all the way in the far corner. I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like you just got to open it up a little bit more. It just seemed very restrictive and weird, but yeah, I don't know. A couple, couple of things of, of note that I, that I had on that, on that regard. Yeah, definitely. And I don't want to gloss over the, the parking fee also. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get into it in the bank for your buck category, but uh, going to have to spend a pretty penny to get to this arena. If you're, uh, not a UConn season ticket holder and just adding another $18 or so onto it is um, it's not reasonable that it starts to really add up quick when you think about getting food at the arena and stuff. So 
Um, definitely not great there. Based on everything we talked about, um, definitely gets some uh, some scores on the lower side for the neighborhood slash access category. I gave it a 3.5 out of 10, and Evan gave it a 4 out of 10. And uh, with everything considered, I just I don't think we could really go any higher than that. Yeah, I mean, overall, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I mean, it still wasn't great. Like, I'm kind of – I feel like the the access really didn't ruin me too much because I'm kind of used to it because of UMass. Like, I'm used to kind of driving in what would affect, like effectively be the middle of nowhere for Western Mass as opposed to the middle of central Connecticut. Like, they're very equivalent in my mind. Um, it's kind of a little bit of a walk from the parking garage to Mullins – or from the parking lot to Mullins. Like, they're, they're all very equivalent in my mind. So, I mean, I'm just kind of used to it, but – yeah, still overall not a great score. They they really were were not killing it in this area whatsoever. Right, and uh, we try to be as unbiased as possible. Uh, someday we'll do an arena review for Mullins Center, and we'll uh, definitely critique it on that as well. It's like a little tougher to get there than most um, schools that are close to a city or something like that. But uh, yeah, that is what we had to give it. Just it wasn't great. It was a little tricky to get to compared to Excel Center. And actually, the last thing before we move on, I'm pretty sure we, we didn't even mention the whole like neighborhood part of it was like you tried to get food after the game and basically every place was like a massive wait. Like that would easily mm. be something that the average fan would have to take into account if they're yeah, trying to sure. get food. Because assuming they don't like the food in the concessions, hint, hint, we're going to get to that in, a, in literally a minute or so. But yeah, if, they're, if you're not a big fan of the concessions that are offered there, you're going to try and get food either before or after the game. And it seemed like from what you were telling me, it's kind of a tough look trying to get food before or after the game just because everything's so busy. Yeah, just in my experience, I uh, tried to grab a bite to eat after the game and all the um, the restaurants right next to campus were long wait, like Evan mentioned. Um, haven't spent any time really in stores, so I'm sure there's definitely some some cool things to do there. That's why we didn't knock it too much. But yeah, you're, you're right about that. Doesn't seem uh, um, realistic to expect to be able to eat right next to campus after a game. Yeah. All right. And uh, Evan hinted at the food. That's our next category concessions uh, out of 10 points. And uh, this is, this is where this ranking um, really starts to slip for Toscano. Um, I'm not sure if they'll be adding more things as time goes on, but what we have now in that arena is one concession stand window um, that you can walk up to. And then two of those little portable carts. Um, They all have very generic, um food the prices seemed somewhat normal from everything that i noticed it just there wasn't a very big selection you just got your classic like pretzel hot dogs drinks stuff like that at um pretty expensive arena pricing and that was it no no real variety of foods or anything like that so definitely disappointing in that regard yeah i managed to grab a pretzel it was like six bucks it was a fine pretzel. It was like the definition of an average pretzel that you would get at a stadium. The thing that really kind of destroyed me though internally was it was like five bucks for a bottle of water. Yep. Like what, what is going on here? Like, I, I don't remember how much it is at Mullins, like for comparison, but like, I don't think it's $5. I'm pretty I sure it's like, three. I think it's three. Like, yeah. I don't know if they're just trying to recoup some of their costs from their massive arena budget <laughs> that they put in, but like, something's not adding up there. You know what I mean? Like just the overall selection was very lacking. I think they had a couple bags of chips. And like you said, what was it? Hot dogs, pretzels, and might've been popcorn. I can read everything because it'd be quick. I got it pulled up. Go for it. Literally give us the whole menu. So for food, hot dog, $4, pretzel, $6, candy, $3, or actually sweet, sweet street snacks, which are cookies, uh, and brownies are $3 and candies, $4. 
uh, cotton candy for five, cracker jacks for four, chips for two, and uh, popcorn for five or seven dollars, depending on the size. And then for drinks, it's just bottled water for five, domestic beer for 10, premium beer for 11, uh, vitamin water for six, or a bottled beverage for six. So uh, that is the entire menu throughout the entire rink. Um, and we loved the XL Center for their concessions. That's where it got a lot of its points. Yeah. And this one is like the polar opposite. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like kind of a, a general lack of variety. And I mean, I guess the food prices, now that you're kind of reading the back to me, aren't the worst. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like a $4 hot dog isn't terrible by arena standards, but I, I ended up seeing a couple of people have a couple. They looked very average, if mm -hmm. maybe even below average, they just look kind of crappy. Um, I feel like the, the $3 cookies and brownies is like right on par with Mullins. So that's actually not that bad, in my opinion. But the $5 waters is just ridiculous to me. Like $6 for a bottled Coke, like, come on. Yeah. Like, really? And then what was the other thing that was just killing? $10 beer. I mean, I'm, I'm not up to date on my arena beer prices, to be completely honest with you, but I'm pretty sure that's kind of on the upper end. I'm pretty sure everybody was throwing a fit about Mullins having like $12 beers. So, I mean, I guess it's cheaper than Mullins. You know, I'm, I don't know why I'm feeling the need to compare everything to Mullins at this point, but I'm just trying to get like a generic baseline to follow. and. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like everything's a bit expensive there. Yeah, it definitely is. And uh, because of all that, uh, I guess we could throw in, um, they do have a, like a campus store, very similar setup to UMass, where it's uh, mm -hmm. kind of like a little pop-up store situation. So it doesn't gain, uh, not a full like UConn team store, which would, which would help it in this category. But all of those things considered, um, we had to give it low scores. I gave it a three out of 10. Evan gave it a 4.5 out of 10. So uh, definitely not excelling in that category. <laughs> it's funny that you say XL when basically most of the, con the concession stuff you're comparing was to the XL center. Yeah. Intentional, but I like it. Just, <laughs> Thank I'm, you. So, I'm so used to eating like a king whenever I go to a UConn away game that this, this was just so underwhelming. Like, I don't know. It just... I mean, yeah, at XL center, you can get Chick-fil-A, you can get barbecue um, like yeah pulled pork meal like kind of similar to what umass has now so yeah. definitely disappointing in that regard super unfortunate but it's fine all right in the uh, next category we got um also pretty disappointing this has kind of been a rough arena review so far all things considered bang for your buck out of five basically uh are you getting the value for what you paid to go to the game and this uh kind of hinted with the parking it's tough so uh before you even go inside you're paying a good 18 dollars to park right there um we talked about the concessions uh somewhat pricey kind of normal for an arena but the hardest thing about this arena is getting tickets so i mentioned earlier that only season ticket holders and students had access to tickets for the rest of this 2022-23 season uh we were lucky enough with the the platform here on high character that we got hooked up with tickets which we are super thankful for um probably would not have been able to go to this game without it so um thank you to you guys for making us uh popular on the podcast streets and let us do things like this um but on the re resale market the cheapest ticket was 130 dollars before fees so that is the minimum you were paying to go to this game which by college hockey by any sport standards by like playoff like professional sports standards this is a lot of money um and kind of absurd for a college hockey arena yeah i mean it's just simply ridiculous like again big thanks to everybody for listening to kind of 
help us extend our, our reaches out to, you know, other areas so that we could do stuff like this. It's been huge, you know, thanks a bunch, but um, yeah, overall, man, the, the cost was just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like if, if we weren't as lucky as we were, like some of these, you know, tickets were just absolutely ridiculous. Like it's, I don't know, like, I don't expect this to be a recurring issue like season to season, but I mean, at some point, like, I feel like UConn administration gonna have to step in and like, you know, do something about it because you can't like, I don't know, maybe, maybe this might be a hot take, but I feel like you can't like just straight up limit ticket sales to only be to home fans. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that I'm pretty sure that type of stuff happens with like playoff games and like the NFL or something like that. Like fair enough. It's a playoff atmosphere. You want to do that. But like for regular season games, like, I feel like you can't just straight up like limit outside ticket buying. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of ridiculous. And it, it creates these crazy internet ticket sale black markets where they can just charge whatever the hell they want. It's like, I don't know. It just seemed like a total mess from the beginning. And it all stems back from the issue of they just need to make a bigger arena. You know what I mean? Like every, you have like the weirdest look on your face. When I said that I got really concerned. I was, do you have, do you have something to add on to that? Oh no. I thought our, our connection might've went black for a second. Oh. Did it really? Oh, you like looked over to the corner and made it look like I just kicked your cat or something. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> no, you're good. Super concerned. But yeah, no, I I'm, mean, a, I'm appalled at these ticket prices. Yeah, I don't about blame that. You, I didn't even mention a number. You know what I mean? I guess, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just super expensive. Like, I don't know. And there's really nothing more I can say on it. It was just like, you know, just it's too small of an arena. You know what I mean? Everything comes back to that. Like, and I feel like that issue branches off to so many other things like i don't know if i should mention the extras or something like that but just stemming off of that because i don't want to forget about it they got one bathroom in the whole place like i know this is not complete this is not related to ticket prices whatsoever and bang for your buck but like literally there's there's only one bathroom for you know you got one male bathroom one female bathroom and it's literally just like it's on the opposite side of where we were sitting so like just to even get there was a hike you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it was it was super difficult and there was like it was such a small bathroom like granted i guess it makes sense because it's a small arena but like it just seems like it could become an issue like during intermissions and stuff like that like sometimes people might not be able to get back to their seats in time and i don't know maybe it's just because i'm used to the mall center where everything's bigger like we have you know multiple bathrooms in like you know nine thousand capacity or something like that like maybe i'm just kind of trying to compare apples to oranges but yeah, the place was just super expensive, and it just seemed like they didn't get a lot of things right. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. they were just kind of they, they were just focusing on the fact, like, hey, this is a new arena. You know what I mean? Like, hey, come look at our brand new arena. Everything's shiny and clean. Like, come on in. But they're only saying come on in to season ticket holders for UConn. <laughs> Nobody else. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, and it, the really disappointing thing is just walking around the arena and seeing how it was designed. I mean, seeing the outside and the area that it's in, there was so much more room to expand it. Um, they have the, the big wall uh, down at one of the ends that uh, just painted navy and has a nice Yukon sign on it. Definitely could have extended in that direction, extended both directions uh, kind of along the side. So there was definitely room. They just didn't do it. And we were talking about it uh, a while back. What is, what is their plan for this? Because if it's only season ticket holders and students now, and that's all you can fit, like, in the future, you probably won't have more room. I imagine there's going to be new season ticket holders in the stores area that want to go to these games. So, like, will tickets ever be offered to the public? We'll have to to wait and see. Maybe the men's team plays most of their games at XL Center and is only there for um, a handful of games or something like that. But 
definitely doesn't seem well thought out, especially when you knew uh, how many season ticket holders you have at any given time. Yeah, it's just more poor planning. I mean, the only thing I can think of is maybe Lucas funnel all the away fans into that weird little standing room section that you took a video of for the for the incoming vlog. Like, yeah, there's just this weird little like right up against that wall you were mentioning before that I thought that like during like the second intermission they would like knock down the wall and be like, hey, by the way, there's way more room here. Like, it, this is just a fake arena, guys. It's actually a lot bigger. <laughs> we, we we like Ashton Kutcher is gonna come up and be like, you just got punked. Like, I, I figured it was gonna be some crazy joke, but. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, super weird area right there, but they had this weird little like, walled off like standing area only where there was like eight people in. I don't know if that's for like the players' families or something like that. I don't I don't know why you would just line them all up against a little wall just to watch the game from there. I thought it was super weird because like it was such like it's like you could easily fit like a hundred people in there if you wanted to pack them in like sardines, but like the people that wouldn't be up against the front wall looking like down at the at the play like on the ice anybody behind them wouldn't be able to see so it's like I don't know why it's that big it looked like if anything you could maybe make like a little like if you put like benches and like tables and stuff there you might be able to because it was right next to where they were selling some food I don't know if that could be like a designated eating area or something like that if they want to make like a weird little commonwealth club type thing I have no clue but they weren't really utilizing it at all when we were there. Maybe they're still trying to, maybe they just built this arena and said, Hey, let's figure out what we're going to do with this, you know, months down the line. And they're just trying to wing it for right now. I have no idea, but yeah, a lot of it just seemed kind of oddly planned. And it seems like some of the space that they had there was being weirdly utilized. I don't know. Yeah. They, uh, you mentioned the UMass Commonwealth club. They did on the other end of the ice have a space almost exactly like the Commonwealth yeah. club with the, um, the standing tables and stuff like that. So uh, make sure you check out um, everything that we saw and what we're talking about. We're going to have a, a vlog coming out soon. Not sure exactly the day, but um, took a lot of videos detailing. So you can see a visual of what we're talking about here. Um, we kind of got lost uh, talking yeah, about the things about this one, but uh, still in the bang for your buck category, based on everything we said, um, obviously very tough to get tickets and, just a very expensive night out in general. Uh, if you're if you're just doing it by buying tickets on the resale market, which is kind of the only way for an away fan. So because of all that, I gave it a, a one out of five, and Evan gave it a zero out of five, uh, which is totally fair. I just gave it the one because I feel like uh, the atmosphere and stuff is is pretty cool and sight lines and stuff. So like what you get is good if you can get into the building, but the the price to get there is nuts. Yeah, I mean, that's why I gave it a zero, because your entire score hinged on the fact if you can get in there, Mm. you can't, you know what I mean? I feel like the average, you know, like the average Joe just straight up can't. And even if you could, right, you get the tickets off Ticketmaster. That's what, 130 right there we saw them going for the night before the game. Now, the 18 bucks, before fees. So let's give a conservative estimate of 150 right there. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's a conservative estimate per ticket. Then you got to add on the $18 of parking. We're already at the bare essentials just to get your foot into the door. Let's let's say you're a, an amorphous blob that doesn't need to eat or drink or anything like that. And you don't even need concessions. You can just photosynthesis your way through getting your daily energy. That's $168 just to watch a game of hockey. Like that's ridiculous. Like that, that you could go to a Bruins game for that. Yeah. Probably cheaper. You don't have to park your car. You can take the orange line or the red line or whatever freaking line you want to right in. And you can, I bet you the concessions are probably the same exact price. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the whole thing, I mean, you could probably get a decent seat at the TD Garden. Maybe not now because the team's like, what is it? 38, five and two right now. There's some ridiculous record. Like 
probably have way more, you know, way more expensive tickets at that point. But yeah, I just think for hockey East game, having to shell out about $170 just to walk into the place is absolutely ridiculous. Like charging 18 bucks for parking, considering that there are no alternative methods of transportation. It's not like you could walk there. It's not mm. like you could take a train. You know what I mean? Like you, you basically got to take your car there because they're in the middle of nowhere and you got to pay 18 bucks on top of that is quite frankly ridiculous. So yeah, I feel like the zero is deserved in my opinion. Yeah, I, that's totally fair. Um, and these, the prices on the secondary market will certainly go down uh, as more games get played here and the newness kind of wears off, but um, who, who knows where, what that number will settle on. It'll still be the most likely still be the most expensive ticket in hockey East, which is very disappointing for a brand new arena. I'm expecting BU type prices, honestly. Just I'm expecting they, more. It, it very well could, because I mean, they got to recoup their money at some point. You yeah. Know? Like you can't just shell out that sort of money. I mean, granted, if the entire thing was through like some sort of, I'm going to butcher the, how to say this word, like philanthropic, you know what I mean? Like some sort of donation like that through the Toscano family, like that, that very well could help subsidize the cost, but it's like the, the university got to get theirs at some point. Like they still need to make it a profitable venture just to even keep the doors open. You know what I mean? Right. Keep the lights on in the building. So I have no clue what they're going to, you know, do money wise, but ticket prices, I don't think are going to settle onto a realistic number at any point. Yeah. I don't think so either. All right. So our final category is extras, just anything else. Um, in the arena experience that really added to your time there. Um, and this is where I, I wanted to tack on a bunch of points. I think the arena itself, uh, obviously brand new. It's very nice and shiny and clean and stuff like that. Um, my absolute favorite part of the time there was how steep the the seats were. I've never been to a hockey arena that has um, seats that are that steep. So every seat in that building is amazing. Um, you could see right over the boards, right over whoever's in front of you very well. Um, it's kind of got that Schneider Arena thing going where the, the first row floor is at the top of the boards level, and then the rest go like kind of straight up from there. So um, absolutely fantastic place to watch a game. The Yukon branding was on point. I, I really like the big Yukon um, on one end. They have a really nice window on the other end. Uh, I wish they actually put more glass into it, like Sacred Heart's new um, hockey arena. But yeah, just all around, I think um, it was a great place to watch a game once you're in. Yeah, exactly. I mean, once you're there, I mean, I, I gave this a pretty solid score in the actress category as well. So it's deserved. I mean, it, the bathrooms in there are probably the only ones in hockey that I've been to that don't smell like pee. Like, that's pretty <laughs> cool. You know what I mean? Like, granted, it's brand new. It's kind of the bare minimum you would expect at this point. But yeah, I thought everything was very clean, very, very nice. You could tell, you know, everything like the the boards because they were so new like you could actually see through them there weren't a lot of puck marks on them yet granted that's going to fade with time that'll probably be back to normal in about a month from now so mm-hmm. if you can manage to get into the arena now you'll at least get you know really solid vision through the boards or through the glass but um yeah I mean just overall like you said the sight lines were awesome you know that was definitely the big the big takeaway from that was there really isn't a bad seat anywhere in that place and I mean that's probably the first time I can say that about an arena of like that smallness or the, you know, the, the, the decreased stature because Schneider, you know, the Providence's arena, there are definitely some bad seats. You know, basically if you're along the upper, the upper deck anywhere, there's going to be people walking by you. I mean, that literally, I don't think that can't happen, you know, nope. like in, inside the arena because everybody's walking on the outside. There's no, you know, 
seats above the the outer concourse, which is really cool. You know, that definitely if somebody's if somebody's standing at their seat right in front of you, you can still see over them at this place, which is nuts. That is true, which was really, really cool. I mean, there was, you know, I only had to stand up like once or twice because there was a there was a guy with his little kid like sitting to the left of me and he had to go in and out every now and then. But like that was the only time I wasn't able to see anything on the ice. You know what I mean? And that's kind of a, a kind of a rare thing. It seems like almost in any other arena that I go to, there's always going to be somebody in your way that's going to like make you be like, hey, like, does it take you 15 minutes to sit down in front of me? Like th- that never happened at UConn. So that was really cool. I think it was a really like I could see a full 60 minutes of hockey and I didn't have to worry about anything going on in front of me, which is really cool. Yeah, for sure. And plus um, I have a soft spot for an arena being on campus. I think that kind of adds to the whole college atmosphere and stuff like that. So I like that as well. Based off of everything we said, um, we did give it high scores. I gave it a five out of five and Evan gave it a four out of five. So um, just anything that fell outside of the first four categories, we, we really did enjoy and it was a good time. Yeah, definitely. All right, so tallied up now, um, the final score, I gave Toscano Family Ice Forum a 20 out of 40, and Evan gave it a 20.5 out of 40. Um, if you haven't listened to all the arena reviews before, this score is pretty comparable to uh, something like Schneider Arena, home of Providence. Um, just a, We each gave it a, a point or two higher than Schneider, which honestly for a brand new arena, it's very disappointing. I got to say, um, a lot of these things we knew before we went in, obviously with the ticket prices and the neighborhood and stuff like that. But um, just really seeing how small it was, seeing the concessions and stuff like that, I was definitely underwhelmed with the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is just kind of an upgraded type Schneider. Like it, we weren't really surprised by anything. Like there was definitely a lot of buzz, you know, about the arena before we even stepped foot inside of it. We kind of, I don't want to say that we had our mind made up because I don't think that's true at all. You really mm-hmm. can't talk about an arena until you've actually been inside it yeah you know just overall a lot of the things that we were expecting to see we we saw you know what i mean like i don't really think anything kind of took us by surprise it was a lot of just hey this place is pretty small you know things are pretty new but you know the everything you can tell sometimes things can be too new you know what i mean like that that was you know like the ticket prices because the place is brand new that's going to happen assuming they equalize to a normal level we're going to probably bump up the bang for your buck if we ever do a future review. Assuming, you know, their concessions are very bare bones and basic right now because they're still trying to work out all the kinks and see what they can add in. You know, these things are going to happen. It might get better with time. It might get a better score on a re-review. But as it stands right now, there's a lot of things that need to be improved upon that they they don't have the time to do so yet. So, I mean, I feel like I'm not trying to like overly justify because we're going to have an angry mob coming at us, you know, of UConn fans or anything like that. But I just wanted to provide a little bit of additional context. Like it's sometimes it's tough to, you know, talk about a brand new arena when it seems like there, there could have been a little bit of a push to try and, you know, open up this arena sooner rather than later, because I feel like the UConn people really wanted to see it like at some point this season. So Mm -hmm. I kind of think that there was a little bit of a, of a rushing, you know, kind of in, in that regard in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, so that's our, that's our final score. It, I'm not sure how many of you went, but uh, feel free to disagree with us. Let us know on social media um, your final opinions on the, on the place. Evan did mention um, with the freshness of it, it being only the second ever men's hockey game there. Um, definitely these scores might settle in a different place, but we can only review on what we, what we know and what we saw now. So exactly. um, that is, it is what it is. 
like I mentioned earlier, we're going to have a, a YouTube video coming out so you guys can get a, a visual of everything that we saw. Stay tuned to our social media accounts for when that drops. I'm not sure exactly when yet, but uh, yeah, it was overall a good time. UMass lost the game, obviously, uh, but like we said, it was once you were in a good place to watch a game. I guess I guess that's how you um, how, where we can kind of settle on this. Yeah, no, definitely. All right, so yeah, that's all we have. Um, our next episode will be a game preview. UMass is heading up to Lowell to play Little Brother. Um, should be a good one. Stay tuned for that. And like I said, stay tuned for the YouTube video. And thank you guys for, for listening. Go UMass. Go UMass. Take care, everybody. Ready to preview the Lowell game at some point tomorrow, most likely. Mm-hmm.